With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, or simply just want to soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder. Or find a featured all-inclusive package to Sunscape Resorts and Spas and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. You guys, have you heard about Squarespace? You must have, because I talk about it all the time. Their website has helped me with my businesses, but it will also help you grow your business. And it really does take the guesswork out of building a website. They have so many helpful and amazing tools, product features, and they make it so user-friendly. Now, one of our favorite product features is the Fluid Engine. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. Start with a best-in-class website template and then customize every design detail with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. Stretch your imagination online with Fluid Engine, built in and ready to go on any new Squarespace site. Go to squarespace.com slash drama for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code drama to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Oh my God, this summer, I just want to be sitting somewhere in the sun, reading a book all summer long. And I know that's not the reality, but I'm going to build this fantasy in my head and Macy's is going to help me do it. Do it. I'm going to get a caftan. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> I need you in one of those giant straw hats yes. that says Bon Voyage. Easy. Guys, check out Macy's.com for new bathing suits, beach towels, even floaties for the kids. They have all the poolside and beach essentials that we need for our summer and yours too. Shop at Macy's.com or in-store. Get ready to simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant makes navigation a breeze. Plus, with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices, you can keep everyone entertained while you're on the road. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience for yourself and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Is it hoarding if it's boots? I don't think so. A woman can never have too many pairs of boots. It's the perfect gift for your loved ones and for yourself. So this festival and concert season is all about boots. Everybody has to show up in style. And Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert with all your friends. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.
First of all, you don't know me. <laughs> We're all about that high school drama girl, drama girl, all about them high school queens. We'll take you for a ride in our comic girl, drama girl, cheering for the right team. Drama queens, drama queens, smart girl, rough girl, fashion but you're tough girl, you could sit with us girl. Drama queens, drama queens, drama queens, drama, drama queens, drama queens. Welcome back. We ended last week with champagne. Hey, no. We're Mike. kicking off this week with the rest of the bottle of champagne. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the recap of episode one, the pilot, air date September 23rd, 2003. OTH day. I didn't realize like jersey number 23. <gasps> and then we aired Wait a minute. I didn't of catch that either. What? Whoa. There's like Illuminati. Do they do that on purpose? They numbers. must have done that on purpose. Maybe. I don't think I don't so. I think that was Michael Jordan's number. Yeah. Oh, 23 was wow. Michael Jordan. So the synopsis is, here we go. Nathan Scott is Tree Hill High's biggest basketball star, and he's dating Peyton, a cheerleader. Ew. And so much more. Nathan's <laughs> half-brother, Lucas, joins the team and threatens to take both Nathan's spot in the lineup and his girl. <laughs> As if. Ah, 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 ah. You're like, I was nobody's girl. I belong to myself. <laughs> I was my own. So grumpy. I have to perhaps start in an unconventional place, but we've all just watched the pilot for the first time since 2003. And <laughs> oh my God, Craig Sheffer is so hot. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. You I told always you, knew, Joy. I, knew. I could spot it from a mile away. I was like, mm mm. I was in love <laughs> with him. I was late on the pickup with that because yeah. I was like, Craig, well, he's playing one of the grown ups. I was like, he's a grown up, but you were like, no, no, ladies. You had no <laughs> time for the young dudes. No, not at all. You I had no wise. time or patience. You were wise beyond your years, yeah. Joy. <laughs> yeah, he was like muscly and his jeans were tight. Like, we, yeah. Let's talk about the denim. Yes. Oh, oh God. In this first episode. Wow, this baggy denim. The cuts of jeans on the men. Yeah. All I mean, on, flares. Also on us. I, I love my jeans. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Like, yeah. I've been wearing flares consistently, whether they're cool or not cool. <laughs> flares are pretty fabulous, but it's more the... um. The the rise or the lack thereof that yeah, I'm the concerned with. Hug hip huggers. The, they were just I would like the, were the zippers two and a half inches long, we're three inches like just long. above your pubic hair, like just <laughs> barely. Oh my God. Ew. <laughs> we blame Britney Spears for this. Oof. She really, yeah, she ruined it for the rest of us. But I also feel like because we were in Wilmington, North Carolina. Mm. Our shopping options were not what they were in New York or Los Angeles. So no. we were dealing with like being six months behind any cool kid curve. Uh -huh. But I have to say there's a part of that that worked to our advantage. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. most people don't have access to like the, you know, it's, yeah. I mean, that's if you live in the city and that's a priority for you and that's fun and it's a great way to express yourself. But yeah. there are a lot of people who just, that's not a priority. And so mm -hmm. I think there's a relatability in that as well. Yeah, well we looked right. We looked like regular kids. At yeah. the time, OC had come on the air. Right over the summer and had blown up and it was all about rich kids. And mm. so that was our competition. But and that was a fantasy element, you know, yeah. and that's we, why they were so we fancy. Yeah. Yeah. We were gap old Navy. Dillard's. Mall kids. Yeah. We were yeah. mall kids. Yeah. Yeah. God bless that. I, Hot I topic. love that though. It's, I so, mean. it's so relatable. I think that's one of the major things that, that the fact that we were, relatable in that way that kept the show on the air for so long that mm -hmm. we weren't just a fantasy element of oh murder and intrigue and you know <laughs> the parents all sleeping with each other and everything i mean that didn't happen on our show until at least like season five. 
Antoine. <laughs> <laughs> when does Barbara start rolling around with Chef? I remember that being Antoine. so. Antoine. Yeah. Antoine. Oh my God. No, there's so many things that I never noticed about the show until we just rewatched it. Yeah. Like the grooming. The grooming. The mm. grooming between Paul and James. They have the same hair. Yep. And then Chad and Chef. Like the same, same hair. Yeah. Same haircut. And guys, when we when, when we refer to Chef, we're talking about Craig Sheffer, who played Uncle Keith. And yeah, like there's a there, we just watched the scene where they're in Keith's body shop and Keith and Lucas have the same hair. And we just never knew. Never noticed. I never clocked it. Never clocked. Speaking of hair, Joy and I have very Joy and I would look like sisters if we were groomed. Yeah, because when I showed up in Wilmington, I had curly blonde hair and they took one look at me and they're like, Yeah, that's not gonna work. No. So what it like how quickly did they make that decision? Oh, it was like within I, I'm sure they had made the decision probably before I showed up. I mean, mm. when I tested, I was blonde. Um, and then they just probably figured out they'd just dye it as soon as I got there, which they did. Yeah. But did they because tell you we, that though? Uh I had a feeling with I mean, I'd seen the pilot. I knew we they wouldn't let us look exactly like and I was game yeah. for it. In fact, actually I was super excited about playing this character and I thought like maybe I'll get bobby pins and stick them in my hair so that my ears will stick out. What? So I'll look like – I just wanted to add this element of like awkwardness to her. Um, I thank God I didn't do that because can you imagine? Like Six years. Ten, nine, ten, nine, ten, nine years. years. <laughs> yeah, nine years of bobby pins. The ear tuck <laughs> episode would have had to happen. Oh, like, guys, I can't God. do this anymore. Yeah. You're like, but, I have a headache all the time. Yeah, but the hair was a, was a deal because um, – I didn't straighten it a lot. And back then there were less um, tools uh, tools and advances and knowing yeah. how to handle curly hair and make it straight in the South in the humidity. And so I ended up with this very flat top, wide bottomed hair that was a strand of a strange color, but <laughs> it's all right, you know. But your hair, I feel like, I mean, we'll see as the episodes go on. I feel like you had like three different hair colors season one because mm. they kept dyeing it and dyeing it and dyeing it. Yeah. And it was like an evolution of hair. And I was trying to like, it was also weird, like, because we didn't all want to look alike. And yeah. I didn't want to like compete with you because you were the blonde one. But I also like was naturally blonde. And so it looked good on my skin tone to lean lighter in that way. Mm. And then we like, then there was a time when we totally, you went really platinum and then I went blonde. Yeah. But I, I mean, I was. A, I wish I had just stayed the same color. Honestly, like you were red just, for a minute I was too. Red. Yeah. yeah oh god, I dyed my hair every color in the book. You were super over the black years. at one point too, like yeah. dark, dark yeah. black hair. Well, I had dyed my hair black in the summer between seasons two and three. Oh, because you were doing the horror movie. movie. Yeah, I dyed my hair black and I cut bangs. And I remember even even lightening it when I came back. It was so much darker than it had been, and. Our boss, who shall not be named, lost his marbles <laughs> that I'd cut bangs because he was like, all the cheerleaders who never paid me the time of day in high school all, they all had bangs and they were bitches. And it was bangs that, equals bitches. <laughs> equals bitches. <laughs> but it was like it was that funny moment because, we, you know, we were just talking, watching the pilot about how our hair was kind of this battle. Well, but not to bring back Felicity, but it was that's the yeah. Felicity because effect. of yeah. that. Yeah. Was, yeah. When she cut off all her hair, they went crazy. Kids and, at home might not know about that. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. Tell, so tell that. So tell there's, that you know, there's a great show called Felicity. If you haven't gone back and watched it, you really should. Carrie um, Russell is an icon. Just mm -hmm. a dynamite actress. <laughs> um, but she had this, you know, big, beautiful, long, curly, blonde hair, uh, blondish brown hair. And um, she she went away one season and cut it off. And, you know, Michelle Williams did the same thing, actually, in Dawson. Yeah. She just chopped it all off. But it wasn't her hair wasn't an eye, its own image. Character. Yeah, I mean yeah. Carrie's hair was like 
it was an, an image that was instantly recognizable. Nobody else on TV had hair like this. Yeah. Um, so when she chopped it all off without letting anybody know, everybody kind of went crazy. And the show's ratings actually dropped. Because, and they, they connected it to her hair being cut Which off. Is Which ridiculous. Yeah. I Which is ridiculous. So it was like in its fifth season. Yeah, you know? yeah. But, you know, for whatever reason, the ratings dropped and it happened to be the same time. Heaven forbid the writers admit they'd gotten lazy. <laughs> They'll just blame the actress and her hair. That's right. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so then from that point forward, everybody was trying to do recon and, and put into every actress's. There was like a, a hair clause in the contracts or something, right? Like, you I feel can't like there's do a something whole to your vice hair. president at a network that's just in charge of actresses' hair. Like, the boys can do whatever the hell they want to do. But it was a massive battle about hair every yeah. episode. And for Thanks. us, curls, flyaways. Oh, like, yeah. You can't do anything. And it had to be down, down, sexy, down. Approvals, take the Polaroids, send it off to LA, make sure they approve this hairstyle. Yeah, it was it. so crazy. And, and, Hillary, you pointed out so wisely that, you know, watching the pilot, you'd been fighting to get ponytails for the girls at cheer practice. So now looking back at it, Ugh. the stuff that I was fighting about right <laughs> out of the gates, like the audacity of a 20 year old kid to be like, hi. Um, you're wrong. (laughs) I feel like I can go onto a set today and assert myself, but the idea that I was doing that as a child, I'm mortified. And about hair. Like, nobody had taught us how to pick and choose our battles. Like, which ones do you fight for? But also the (laughs) irony is that at 20, you had been a cheerleader two years before, so you were like, no, cheerleaders are athletes. When I didn't want, like, cheerleaders to make fun of us. Like, God forbid, the real cheerleaders out there be like, Oh, these fake TV cheerleaders. <laughs> so I was adamant that like there was accuracy. Okay, well, well, this is a good segue because get, getting away from hair, because you know we can only talk about that for so long. <laughs> I don't know. But like speak, speaking of hair and being speaking of being a cheerleader, there you know Lucas asks Peyton a great question in the pilot. He says, "Why are you a cheerleader? You're the least cheery person I know." And I did <laughs> always kind of wonder why Peyton was a cheerleader. What I think, do you think that's why we needed Brooke. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like. I remember having like an internal struggle my real senior year in high school where I didn't like what cheerleading stood for. Mm. Like I didn't like being in the passive role of cheering on someone else, Mm. but all my best friends did it, you know? And it was Mm -hmm. like a way for us to hang out after school, go on trips together. You know, it was a, a thing that connected us and I could make fun of it because I was one of them. Mm -hmm. You can't make fun of a cheerleader when you're not a cheerleader. And not sound like a total asshole. I mean, I guess other people do, but you should know you're an asshole. <laughs> so, so it made a lot of sense for me for Brooke to be introduced because she was the anchor for Peyton. It was like, mm-hmm. if my mom's dead and I'm a nightmare yeah. and the one person in my life I can rely on does this dumb thing, yeah. I guess I'll do this dumb thing too. Yeah. But when we shot the pilot, you weren't there yet. Yeah. And so... I had to go over to a high school in Wilmington and, you know, I'm like a 20 year old VJ, you know, and it's like all these real 15 and 16 year olds. And they're like, okay, so just hang out with these girls after school. And so part of me felt like a predator. I was like, (laughs) what am I doing hanging out with these children, you know? Um, But like in the pilot, that was a real high school cheerleading squad that was local to the area. I'd love to know what those girls are doing now. Like how weird it must be for them to see their childhood experience like played out on TV. Like Bevan grew up in Wilmington. Yeah. She kind of had a tap on it. But was that anyone's childhood experience, though? Like what we just saw is that I mean, obviously, we know it's heightened for television, but. 
I'm trying to imagine well in my high school that something like that actually yeah I mean I don't feel like the the experience I don't think I mean who knows we did say during the 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 viewing that we were like god we all thought it was so scandalous that there was this idea that this guy would have knocked up two women and would have two kids yeah. and now we're like people have whole other families yeah, we didn't yeah, know yeah. now that I know grown-ups I'm like grown-ups are so messy grown-ups <laughs> are so messy but it's funny because at the time we were like this is so crazy but I also think there is that real element of when you are in high school, it is your whole world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the stakes feel so, so high. high. The stakes are so high because that's that's the entire scope of your universe and your experience. So I almost feel like the stakes of the rivalry and who gets to play on the sports team, it they felt high. They were dramatized because really, you know, when you're young, you're just like, I, I want to fit in and I want to belong and I want my family yeah. to be okay. And I don't know. It's pretty real for a lot of people. Those stakes still felt high for us at 20 being on that set. Oh, my God. We're not that far out of high school. Yeah. So, I mean, those hormones and those emotions and the feeling of everything being mm-hmm. really big. I mean, you were talking about buying your first car, you know. Well, and I had gone to a really big sports high school. Like, Parkview High School went to states in football and we were – like machines and and so we went to states and cheered and had those big huge moments so for me I felt like I knew it better than the adults who were writing about it because I was like guys I was literally just here you know like I (laughs) know what this looks like um and I think that's why I was so like bossy about it uh but nobody was like that good looking. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like for me, the hard part was the beauty element of it because I look back at pictures of real high school and we should definitely post our real high school pictures. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Cause it wasn't cute. (laughs) The eyebrows. Those nineties eyebrows. Guys, super crunchy hair, you know, the year I thought I could have a bob and learned that that's a real bad haircut on me. My junior year in high school. No, junior year in high school. It's a picture so bad. I'll show the two of you. I don't know if I was it like split down the middle. Uh Yeah, and like chunky highlights. Yes. Oh wow! Like eyebrows are overplucked. Did you like twist it back with the butterfly? Oh, I did that in middle school for sure. (laughs) Good God. No, dude. Yeah. It all comes back to hair, man. I know. There's such identity in it. It was one of the few things that we felt like we could control as the girls because we couldn't control what we said. We couldn't control like what we were wearing necessarily. Or what our characters had to do. I mean, that moment for you in the pilot. Okay. So yeah, when we were watching the pilot, there's a scene where Peyton comes out of the bathroom after um, Nathan and is like, hi, Mr. Scott. And so when we, when I first got the job, it was called Ravens. We've talked about this. And the arc throughout everything was narrated by Barry Corbin, by Whitey. And he was describing everything that happened in the town to his dead wife, Camilla. And that was... Which we did, who we didn't find out was dead until the end of the pilot. Oh, you're totally right. That's right. But that was the tone. It was like a really sweet, you know, like small town, aw shucks kind of show. But they were trying to capitalize on the popularity of 8 Mile. And they wanted 
it to be mm. like an all shucks town, so but with true. this eight mile underbelly mm-hmm. of the kid from the wrong side of the tracks. Mm-hmm. Never in any of that was there a sexy element, right? And so I felt yeah. totally safe just being like, okay, yeah, I'll go and be the cranky girl. So then when the OC got popular and we had to turn up the sexy, it was like a bait and switch. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I was just like, well, do we get a say? Like, yeah. do we get to have an opinion about yeah. it? And we didn't. We just had to turn up the sexy, which like, thankfully, we're all really sexy <laughs> in our flat shoes and our like corduroy skirts. Oh, and- my God. Yeah, that was hard. That was hard for us as young mm-hmm. women who were all mm-hmm. like we were all relatively like prudish. Yeah. Demure in our, yeah. you know, in our activity. And so when we were to get into that environment and be have to mm-hmm. play this like I don't know, older male idea of what a young teenage high school girl could be in a dream world or maybe was maybe fantasy. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know how much of that was that, how much of it was experience of um, girls that maybe they knew that, you know, we just weren't mm. like, or I, I just, I don't know. I don't know I mean, anybody I, who's having sex in high school. No. Oh, I did. Did you? Oh, yeah. I did. But like, I also think it, it, for the people who were, but everybody it was, was talking really about late it. and it was a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody like, was like, oh my God. I, no one was I mean, casual about no, it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. my God, I, my for very first boyfriend who I dated until I was a senior in high school was my best friend from summer camp since the age of nine. Oh, like my sweet, sweet, like high school sweetheart who for years I was like, I'm still not ready. was like, it's okay. <laughs> like just such we'll be a friends gentleman, forever. like Aww. a true gentleman. Yeah. And it's funny to think like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I dated three people by the time we got on our show. Yeah. Like yeah. what? None. Yeah. Like you would never mean, casually come out of the shower in front of their parents. Out of the shower oh in front of your boyfriend's gosh. father? Like how dare you be in the shower at your boyfriend's no. house in the first place? No, I shower with my clothes on. In fact, <laughs> <laughs> I also just love, I gotta, I gotta tell the listeners cause it's a fun one to watch when you come out of said scene <laughs> where Paul is really just, ripping into james because he has by the way the one episode where james has a nipple ring that yeah, some makeup yeah. artist had to glue onto his chest by the way gross um and like the piercings seven- are gross just like ew having a fake one glued on is gross and no one liked it and so they never referred to it again but <laughs> you walk out of the bathroom and you wouldn't even look at the camera no. no they're like can you cheat out and i'm like no absolutely not like i'm mortified right now i'm yeah. i'm hoping this gets cut yeah i'm mortified by this fake situation so i'm not gonna play it like i still as a married woman couldn't do that just like trape spy in my towel in front of my father-in-law like oh yeah no gross. so blase no. no i would never yeah Ooh, sick, no. ew. Um, in front of you guys, but like in-laws? Oh my God, it no, makes me feel so small and hot oh with no. shame. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, also like, like looking back on it, Paul was also a viable option. Like Paul's the same age as my husband. And so like, hey, like the whole element of like traipsing around like semi-dressed <laughs> was just so loaded and weird. And I remember that feeling of, I was never allowed to watch these shows growing up. And here I am like right smack dab in the middle of it. And this one's potentially worse. 
than what I wasn't allowed to and watch. And you're the as a heroine kid. too. You're the you're the one that we're watching and like you know. Well, I don't know. I was taken pretty much off the bat the second the first episode aired, and the reaction to Peyton was so bad. Because mm. it really was the reaction to her was so. Wait, negative. really? Oh yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that either. Yeah, they came. They came God, to me I and they're like, her. they're like, we're gonna have to take you dark, right? And then you'll have a moral arc where you, you know, like come back around and people will understand why you're such an asshole. But that's kind of great though. Like as a, as an actor, that's a, like that we understand that now. But back mm -hmm. then, yeah, you know, you're like. 20 and you're just like Please people hate me, me. <laughs> yeah yeah you know like the chat boards remember the chat boards <sighs> yes just pages and pages a, of it's a hideous place judgment it's so <laughs> people are so cruel yeah and the irony that that we clearly are not in control i mean we did over the years have to go so hard in the paint for our characters yeah and when we would win a battle it was really like winning a war and, and there would be people online being like, can't believe you did that. It's like, well, I didn't want to, <laughs> Mr. Jersey 0796. <laughs> you, man, like, God, do you think I chose this? I didn't choose this for me. I did not choose this choice. And if they'd known how bad it was supposed to be right. and what we, like, reeled it back yeah. in to become. Yeah. And so, like, that, the new normal that this show created of, like, parents not being around, Oof. of, like, casual sexuality and stuff, yeah. it's something that... I'm really happy we've been so open about with with conventions and things like that because I never wanted teenage girls to feel like mm -hmm. they were behind the eight ball or mm -hmm. that they were like missing out on something because I'm like, oh, do you want to see pictures of 11th grade for real? Because yeah, it was like a that. lot of acne. We fought for that and, a lot because we knew that we were we were speaking to a young audience, mm -hmm. and I was constantly having conversations about like young girls look up to me and I up to this character, you know, me as this character, and I and I I'm nervous about A, B, or C because I don't want them to think that that's normal. like normal or okay or that mm -hmm. they should be treated that way or that they should you know subject them. and I and you know the conversation between as an actor portraying a character and you want to show that the character has an arc. So your character has to have flaws and they've mm -hmm. got to learn things and go mm -hmm. through things. So yes, you don't want to be perfect all the time, but you also, there was this sort of moral responsibility that we felt. Mm -hmm. And it was tough. That was really tough to navigate as a young woman. And I remember also the excitement of feeling our first sense of permission to be a little wild. I mean, cause like we, you and I, yeah. our birth, you know, Hillary and I, is, we our birthdays 21. are a week apart. Yeah, we turned right. 21 and we started working a week later yeah. filming. We were already in Wilmington. It was really fun. It was so <laughs> fun. But I remember that first night we went to level five, which was this cool bar on top of a theater. And we ordered drinks and looked at each other. Like we had just gotten away with murder. Oh we, they, they were like, can we see your IDs? And we were like, yup. We were like, are they going to get rejected? Are they going to know they're real? Yeah. And then they gave us cocktails and we looked at each other like, oh my God, oh my it God. worked. Yeah. We, it worked. It was magic. And like we had money to buy our own drinks. <laughs> drinks. It was crazy. Oh. Yeah, it was. I mean, we didn't. I wish we'd had like phones with I cameras know. at the time because all we'd of have stuff, so many memories on our. Also, phone. like a lot of blackmail. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, we tell you every so often. We don't work with sponsors whose stuff we don't use, and. 
I really love a lot of the things we've found on this podcast, from like better pillows to better towels to all the other things. But this freaking app, the amount of money it has saved me, I didn't know how many weird little things I was subscribed to from like reading a Substack and being like, oh, yes, yeah. to doing some random app download because I needed a feature and then I forgot the amount of just like monthly bills that I was paying for that added up to be like hundreds and hundreds of dollars. I was mortified. Well, Rocket Money is the solution and saves our butts every time. You guys, Rocket Money, <laughs> it's a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. It monitors your spending and it helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. Rocket Money has over 5 million users, including us, and it has saved people a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So like $5 here and $8 there really mm -hmm. adds up. They have saved members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. It's incredible. Rocket Money will even try to negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. So all mm. you have to do is submit a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. They'll deal with customer service for you. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash queens. That's rocketmoney.com slash queens. Rocketmoney.com slash queens. So I play this little game every morning where I leave the house looking decrepit. And then I drop my children off at school. And then I get to my office and I take out a nice, cute little bag that came with my Thrive Cosmetic order. And with just a couple of products, I'm able to look like a normal, happy, healthy human again. It's incredible. I love these products. Thrive Cosmetics has a full line of makeup to refresh your everyday look. With clean, skin-loving ingredients, their foolproof products make it easy for any skill level to apply. Now, a few of my favorite products include their incredible Infinity Waterproof Eyebrow Liner. It's easy-to-use waterproof pencil, holds like wax, and blends like a powder. Just line brows to give them some structure and create natural-looking strokes of hair to fill in sparse brows. It comes with a spoolie brush to lift and tame brows after applying the pencil, and there are eight shades to choose from that adjust to your natural brow color for a perfect match every time. Now, my other favorite product, I've been talking about this forever, is the Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. Their unique formula creates tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. And it's super easy to remove, you guys. This is my favorite part. It just slides right off with warm water, doesn't leave smudges, doesn't pull your eyelashes out. It's incredible. Its nourishing ingredients support longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash drama. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash drama for 10% off your first order. I think this is such a brilliant invention and I wish somebody had come up with it earlier, but I'm glad we have it now. <laughs> you know, I've been doing theater since I was a little kid. My mom has yeah. all these videotapes of me and all these productions. And then we also have all of our family movies and all of the family photo albums and all of the everything that 
just takes up so much space. And I'm so grateful that Legacy Box created this whole platform to be able to condense these amazing memories down into something that's actually tangible and easy to access. Well, and with Mother's Day fast approaching, it is a great gift for the whole family. So you can relive moments like wedding days, first steps, or the embarrassing haircut you had in the 90s. You can (laughs) reconnect with your family's history and hear your grandmother's voice again for the first time. Yes, the process is so easy. You just send in your legacy box filled with old VHS tapes, camcorder tapes, and pictures, and their team professionally digitizes everything by hand In the USA, you'll get everything back on the cloud or a thumb drive along with your originals. It's so easy. Yeah. I mean, again, the VHSs, my my new project is that I found Jeffrey's big, huge storage containers of VHS, and Ah. he was making TV shows in the late 80s, early 90s that I never got to see. This is my chance. So all of his pilots that never that never aired. Right. I love those old beta tapes. (laughs) So you guys can do this too. join over one point five million families that have trusted Legacy Box with their memories. Just go to LegacyBox.com slash drama to save 60% during their best Mother's Day sale ever. That's LegacyBox.com slash drama. Friends, is there anything better than a clean and fresh smelling home? I don't think so. I don't think there is. No, no. <laughs> oh, that feeling just walking in the door and it's like, my life is okay. I'm not a total disaster. Like, yeah. <laughs> I really feel better about myself when my house is clean. And I think the best way to achieve that relaxing feeling of a clean home Clorox Sentiva. Clorox Sentiva provides a powerful clean with refreshing scents. And you can find your home's signature scent. It might be coconut, grapefruit, lavender. There is a scent for every vibe. Oh, it's grapefruit for me all the way. Lavender for me. Friends, transform your home into an oasis. With a powerful, clean, and refreshing scent, Clorox Sentiva cleans like Clorox and feels like confidence. Get yours now at a retail store near you. Friends, we need a second to talk about Squarespace. Squarespace has so many helpful and amazing tools, product features, and they make it so user-friendly. Now, one of the product features that I love is their asset library. You can upload, organize, and access all of your content from one place. With the new asset library, you're able to manage all of your files from one central hub and use them across the Squarespace platform. They also have flexible website templates, so you can get started with one of their professional website templates with designs for every category and use case. Then you just customize your look, update content, and add features to fit your unique needs. You can make any Squarespace template do what you want, so your idea, your brand, or your business stands out online on every device. Plus, they will make selling your products on an online store a breeze. Whether you sell physical, digital, or service products, Squarespace has the tools you need to start selling online. Go to squarespace.com slash drama for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code drama to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Looking back at the show now, just watching it objectively, Mm. Joy, you were really good to point out like the structure of it is so good. And there was nothing else like it on TV Uh at the time. The parallels between what each boy is going through. Yeah, the way they cut back and forth on the courts uh, with yeah. the cars and the buses, um, the the connection between 
the two older brothers, the two younger brothers, how they, that whole dynamic. Yeah. I was really strong. Yeah. There was a lot of wildlife in this episode. Joy got attacked <laughs> by pigeons. That was, that's right. There was an alligator in some scene, It was right? in my scene. What was your pigeon experience? Oh, we had some guy out there with the pigeons train. So that was a, okay. Uh, for those of you who don't, no, it's called that was called a steady shot. It was a st- steady cam shot. It was it was a oneer is what we call it because there's no coverage, which means the camera's not popping in on uh, Chad's face and then my face to get each of our lines. It's just one camera setup, and we do do the scene and we walk through and say our dialogue, and when when it's over, we're done. And by the way, baller for the steady cam operator because what that means is yeah. that there's a guy wearing a camera strap to his chest, walking backwards, yeah, looking in a monitor at you and Chad in a two shot yeah. that never cuts, never moves, has to be perfectly timed, and this man has to trust the guy who's dragging him by the vest enough. To just look at the two of you and walk backwards blindly, it's yeah, it's yeah. so hard. <laughs> it's so hard. So and it's got to be perfect. If one person, yeah. if somebody coughs or sneezes and doesn't make it work in the scene, you got to start all over again. So or anyway, if the pigeons or act if the pigeons. Up. And so we're doing this oneer on the steady cam, and uh, we had the guy with the pigeons, and um, it there was like always a thing. It just couldn't. We could never get it to work, and it was so frustrating. I don't know what they would fly in the wrong direction, or like he'd open the cage and they'd just walk out, like. <laughs> there was never anything right so finally it worked and then you know we continued on with the scene but uh yeah i had i had a that was my pigeon wildlife experience what was yours i had the gator yeah my was it my first day it it was either my first or second day but it was my first real day of like acting i may have done some like you know like extra work Mm. in a different scene but my first real day of acting was that roadside scene where my car is broken down mm. and it's just Chad and I. And Chad had been on Gilmore Girls. He'd been on Dawson's. He'd done the, like a Haley Duff movie or something. or else, You know, like he'd done so much work. And so our director was a very big time director, Brian Gordon. And I yeah. knew he'd done some like HBO stuff yeah, and okay. he was a very big deal. And I had not done a chemistry read with anyone. I hadn't tested. I had done this, you know, one little part on Dawson's Creek. I had done, you know, my scene study classes in New York for the last two years, but mostly it was theater where you've got a really big space to move around and rehearsal time. Yeah. Mm. So Chad and I get called to set and I knew my lines coming and going, right? We go down there They put us on these marks, which are like little, you know, pieces of tape in the shape of a cross. And they're like, hit this. Don't you dare look at it because Mm -hmm. the camera's pointed at you. You just have to feel it. And I'm like, unless it's a wide shot where there's like a little dot the (laughs) size of your half your fingernail. Yeah, they rip the tape tee off and they're like, see this little dot we left you? And you're like, in the grass? The green dot in the grass? No. Smaller than my pinky nail. So they, everyone's like, just like telling me all these things and no one realized I didn't know the business at all, (laughs) right? I didn't know how to hit a mark. I didn't know how to find my light. I didn't know any of this. And while we're in the midst of the very first rehearsal, a gator is swimming up to Chad and I, and no one is clocking it. Like no one's saying a word. In the marsh. In the marsh right there in the water. And I'm like, Uh -uh. hey, uh, anybody... Nobody, nobody, anybody. And I was distracted, right? Like warranted. So we end rehearsal. I go to my trailer 
I knew it was bad. Like I knew it was a bad rehearsal because the just the lingo they were using, I kept having to ask like, what, what are mean? you talking about? Mm. Pulling focus? Like what does that even mean? I had no idea. The director comes to my trailer. <gasps> bang, 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 bang. And I was like, yeah? He's like, I need to talk to you. Oh, You didn't know your lines. Yes, I did oh, know my yeah. lines. I knew my lines, but there was like a lot going on. You're yeah. like, there's an alligator, sir. <laughs> Don't you ever waste my time or the crew's <gasps> time again. And I was like, I cried. And then I had to pull it together. And like, oh, it was just like the worst scary day. But mm. I never didn't know my lines again. Like yeah. ever, like my whole career. It was a great note to get your very first day. Yeah. Even um, though but, you didn't deserve it. Like but... for the record, yeah. I knew my lines. <laughs> <laughs> I just had an alligator coming at me. But, so. the, but the interesting thing is that the requirement is you have to be unflappable. Yeah. No matter what. Yeah. And that's that's a hard skill to learn. It was your first too. day. Yeah. No one, but the thing is when you go onto a job, no one realizes it's your first day because it's mm -hmm. not their first day. Right. They've been doing this for years. Like right. you're just welcome to the circus kid. Mm -hmm. And so um, it definitely set the tone for me of crew first, mm -hmm. always crew first, mm -hmm. be a team player, don't ever waste anyone's time. Yeah. Um, I think that probably plagued me a little bit the whole course of shooting because I was wow. th then I tried to overcompensate. Mm. Yeah. So I'd be like, I'll advocate for every department, you know, like I'll fight your battles for you because mm -hmm. I'm on your team. Remember? Mm -hmm. um, but it all came down to that freaking gator. Wow. Mm. I mean, people die all the time all in Wilmington time. getting eaten by gators. In Wilmington, I didn't know that happened all the yeah, time. Yeah, like Greenfield Duh. Lake. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Whoa. There I was know, a, I never there, walked my dog down there. Yeah, no, there was a bad, there were some bad stories about like, I remember oh, maybe, maybe this has been created in my brain, but I'm 99% sure that <laughs> when we lived there, there was a story about somebody walking their dog around Greenfield Lake and the dog got snatched. Oh, yeah. But the person's arm was in the leash. No! And so when the dog was getting rolled by the gator, the person walking it was also drowned. And I was like, well, I'm never going there. Ever. I'm never going. This and is like, the mythology that's so fun about uh, shooting in a small town. Because, yeah. like, you don't did know. Did it happen? I don't know, but I heard it did. Oh, my God. It was also just such a crazy thing because I remember, you know, you guys obviously shot the pilot. You, you do pilots in the spring, guys. So, like, March, usually. Yeah. yeah. And so it's chilly still in Wilmington in March. But then when we got there to start shooting properly, enjoy when you had to shoot all your pilot scenes. Yeah. You know, do all those those reshoots. Um it was July, you know, it's a hundred degrees. It's a hundred percent humidity, but you're shooting a show that's going to be airing on TV in September. Oh, so you're sweaters. wearing cashmere sweaters oh. and leather jackets. And, and they're like, could you stop sweating? You know, one of the camera guys. And yeah. you're like, I wish I could help you. I'm so sorry. No. And another so thing crazy. to note is that our show was supposed to be a mid season replacement. Yeah. January. That's right. And that's why we were all dressed for winter mm -hmm. because we were supposed to come on the air in January. Yeah. And so we were filming in July. We had a six month lead and another show got canned. Mm -hmm. And so they put us on the air in right September. away in September. But that meant that we were filming an episode and then it would air like two or so three fast. weeks later. It was fast. Yeah. So there was no way to adjust for like reaction, you know, mm -hmm. to like, like crowd reaction and stuff like that. We, you know, 
it was so, um, I, I just remember being so nervous about Peyton because I was like, everybody hates her. Everybody hates her. I'm on set reading about how everyone hates oh, her. No. And like, we're still in the midst of like being a big jerk, you know? Oh man. So it was, yeah, that was scary. There was no promotion for the no. show. It was That's all right. word of mouth. And that was it's a crazy cool. thing. Yeah, because every street week. Street cred? Yeah. Street <laughs> cred, man. Every week the viewership jumped in ways that we all were like, what's happening? And when we first, because obviously you, you, you ushered us in, Hill, to the whole world of MTV. And I will never forget when we went and did that first TRL. And the people at MTV were like, last time we had a crowd this big was for Eminem. Yeah. And we were like, I mean, Times Square was, I've, I've never seen a crowd like it. And we were like, this is for us. Yeah, I was. Like, I remember being really confused. Oh, I was like having up. a panic. I was sweating. I was Guys, like, I was convinced I didn't that think like it was Warner for us. Brothers paid people to do it, and no. now as an adult, I'm like, well, no. Then every movie would have done that. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, we didn't have those crowds for anybody else. It yeah. was. I didn't know that they were for us. I just thought Times Square was packed and we pulled up and I got out and I was like, man, this is crazy. What is going on? And I got out and I saw somebody in the, in the immediate crowd surrounding us holding up a poster that was Nathan and Haley. And I just was like, what? This Haley? Wait, what? (laughs) And they were holding up posters for all of us in all different ways. But that was just the one that my eye saw that was like, oh my God, wait, these people are here for us? Yeah. Especially because we were just in this little town. Like, oh man, we were laughing so hard, you guys watching the pilot, just thinking about all the shenanigans of our lives there. And like one of the things that's so funny about Wilmington, it's a college town and it's a retirement town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So like it was us. 21 and then it was a bunch of 19 year old kids at uncw and i then, wasn't like, gonna kiss those nope <laughs> and then it was a bunch of people's like dads and grandpas on the golf course i might have kissed those i wasn't gonna <laughs> kiss those either and so it was kind of just us like all we had was each other literally for better or worse and oh man we just had no perspective on anything outside of our little bubble no. in this little place and then we got to new york and there were th- thousands of people in the streets outside of a building where we were going to do press. And we were like, what is this? It was like being in the twilight zone. It was so crazy. I remember other people talking about like, oh, your life's about to change. And I'm like, well, I've been on TV since I graduated high school. Like, what are you talking about? You know? Yeah. I was, I do live TV. Yeah. You know, I get the reaction right away. So to do something where the reaction was delayed was weird. Um, because then it really was so much bigger. And I had a boyfriend, a fiance at the time who came to visit and was like riding a skateboard around our base camp. Oh my God, that's right. And I remember our bosses going, he won't last long. (laughs) Like they knew our life was about to change enough that I would just like cast off the old skin and turn into something different. I never felt like, I mean, did you guys feel like your lives, your lives did change all of a sudden because I guess we were in Wellington like no only in that I was making decisions a hundred percent on my own for the first time Mm -hmm. like where I wanted to live yeah you know I went shopping for a car with Brian Greenberg in those first couple episodes I remember I was looking at like a mountaineer do they even make mountaineers anymore what's a mountaineer it's kind of like a jeep right I don't know like a Range Rover not a Range Rover whatchamacallit um yeah, like it's like, like a, a jeepy kind of. It's like a sport utility yeah, it's like vehicle. A sport okay. SUV. 
and not like a Subaru? Girl, I don't no, know. No, 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 no. I think a Mountaineer is like a. <laughs> I think I was just excited. Oh, look, there to spend it goes. Yeah, oh, there yeah. it like is. A, like a oh, Ford, okay. like a Ford yeah. Escape or got whatever. Got it, got it, got it. Like yeah. an Explorer. Explorer. I was just pumped yeah. to like hang out with Greenberg because he was so cool, <laughs> you <laughs> know. And really so we cool. were like shopping for cars, and then I was too scared to actually spend money on a car from a car lot because I wasn't convinced. It's scary to spend money. And when so you're I, making it. I like bought that. like a fifteen hundred dollar nineteen eighty six Mercedes that like had the crank windows, yeah. you know, <laughs> and like, like no diesel. AC. And that's so what we good. would like drive into work. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, it was it felt extravagant at the time. All of us trying to figure out who we wanted to be. I mean, that's a big deal at that age. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we all had different personalities, but you also we were looking up to other public figures at the time and to the things that we saw in the magazines yeah. and other Who women that we saw around us. I didn't know. I mean, I, I, there were things I admired about you. There were things I admired about you. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I, and I remember like, okay, let me copy that and see if that feels right in my skin. <laughs> no, that feels, that doesn't feel right. Like oh, trying me, on a sweater. Yes. And I'd look at a magazine and be like, let me try that on and see. And I think every teenage girl can relate to that. We're all trying on different suits to see which one yeah. fits us. I felt so, confused too because to your point everyone around us kept telling us our lives were changing but I I just felt like I had no idea what that meant and and I think part of it for me you know I I grew up my whole life I, I went to an all-girls school with 50 girls in my graduating class oh my God. I wore uniforms like I I didn't have any of the experiences we were portraying Oh, that's so weird. And I had so never been in, thought about that. Oh, I had never been in a class with boys. I my high school sweetheart was my best friend from camp since I was nine. I'd never been lied to. I'd never had anyone try to sell me anything. I went to college and I wanted to have the opposite experience. So I went to USC. I thought sororities were lame, but my best friends were joining yeah. one. So I did, just like you as a cheerleader. But I was the philanthropy chair of my sorority because I can't help but be a nerd. <laughs> I like clubs. And, and I yeah. dated a boy all through all through college who was a computer programmer. Like we were just so cute. I had no I had like these dreams of making the kinds of movies I loved. And and I remembered like, you know, watching my so-called life and loving mm-hmm. Claire Danes and thinking she was so talented. And she went on to do movies I respected. And yeah, and I thought maybe someday that could happen. And then suddenly we were on TV and everyone was saying it was happening, but like we were just going to work every day and like yeah. get getting offered sweet tea at like the local furniture <laughs> store where you and I, Joy, were like yeah. hunting for antiques. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And nothing Are felt- you talking about the Ivy Cottage? Yes, <laughs> ma'am. <laughs> the Ivy Cottage on Market. Right next to that great Thai place. God, uh, Indochine. Oh, Indochine. The best. But like I- Everyone was saying it was changing, but I still kind of felt like a a little kid and I didn't want anyone to know I felt like a little kid. So I was trying Mm -hmm. so hard to be a grown up. Oh, me too. Oh, see, I had come from MTV where you were looked down on if you hung out with the talent. It Mm -hmm. made you like a star fucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it made you a star fucker. And I was so against that. And so for me, it was really hard to be on the other side of the line. To be the talent. I didn't like how people were like treating me. And Mm. I didn't like, I didn't like feeling like I was being coddled. God, you had so much perspective. And at that time, the only way MTV would let me do the show is if (gasps) I worked 
I worked Sunday. That's right. I forgot about that. So it was hard for me to connect with anyone because I was always gone because I worked, we we shot in the high school on Sundays so we could get the gym. Yeah. (laughs) We worked Sunday through Thursday, Mm -hmm. Friday morning at 6 a.m. I'd fly to New York. I would film like three different shows and then I'd work again Saturday morning and I'd fly home Saturday night and then like go out. Yeah. And then go to work again on Mm -hmm. Sunday. And I did it for the first two seasons. Oh my God. And it was so unsustainable. Mm. I mean, and by the way, you're being kind about that schedule because let me just tell you all listening at home something. These basketball days in the gym averaged Uh, for us as girls because we have a two hour pre call. Yeah. We would film for 16 hours in the gym, meaning we would work an 18 hour day and be told that's normal. It's normal. On our quote unquote (laughs) Monday. Which means that because the later you shoot every day, the later your call the next day has to be. Mm-hmm. By Friday, we'd be going into work at 4 p.m., starting oh at God, 6 p.m., right. shooting until 4 or 5 a.m. on Saturday. So, Hillary, you are on Friday night, Friday morning. Yeah, that changed. Thursday over. night into Friday morning, we'd shoot until 4 or 5, sometimes 6 a.m., and you would go straight from set to the friggin' airport. I didn't look to good. fly to New York. <laughs> like it was, you see, I think oh you see God. over the course of the season, like I just disintegrate like a little bit yeah. more. And I can see it. it Joy, to your you point, your it's what off. you were saying about knowing what you were going through personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I watch myself trying so hard to spin all the Oof. plates. Um, so then by like season three, when I was like, guys, we're done here. And then I can just commit to this, the show. Season three really is one of my favorite seasons because I was yeah. just able to do one thing. Yeah. yeah. And it felt nice. And I got to cut my hair. Like, yeah. <laughs> like it felt so nice. But yeah, it was, you forget how bad you wanted it. Yeah. As a kid. Yeah. And, and we were all trying so hard to be these grownups who like deserved this position that, we never said no to anything. Oh, yeah. no. Anything they asked of us, anything they said was normal, anything they told us we had to do. By the way, I even think about like any question I was asked. Like when we would do press and they would interview us, I, we, no one ever told us you don't have to answer a question if someone asks it. So you'd <laughs> be like, true. oh, uh, that's so yeah, true. Wow, wow, that feels personal. Um, oh, okay. Like we yeah. just wanted to be good so badly that yeah. we didn't realize at times we were like coming apart at the seams mm-hmm. uh, i think messy is what made us really relatable yeah. Yeah. everyone at home was like oh i feel her pain yeah. we all just carry different pain i loved i i still love when people are like i feel like me and brooke or me and peyton or me and Haley. i feel like we would be friends and i'm like i love that that's my favorite yeah. feedback the the Peyton crying in her car. I guess there's like a meme of me crying in a car. And my son, every night at 7 p.m., gets online with his no. best friend and they look at memes. that Like they watch YouTube videos and like that's what fifth grade boys do. And so I guess at some point my son got curious and like saw a Peyton crying in her car meme. And so no. like 11-year-old Gus is like, why were you always just crying in a car? <laughs> and, and what's kind of great is like, I know now why Peyton's like always like super messy, but it wasn't explained in this pilot. 
No, no, not at all. I mean, I liked that when I watched the pilot, I liked that because I thought there's really somewhere to go. Like, I want to mm. understand this girl. Why yeah. does she? That was empathetic I, of you, Joe. I didn't have the reaction that apparently a lot of Me other people neither. did. I just I, thought she was so cool. Yeah, I thought I you were such a crush cool on interesting. you. Well, I always was like, I'll kiss you wow. later. I was like, Hillary's so grown up and she's so cool and her arms are so long and slender. How'd she get like that? And <laughs> she knows how to use pom-poms and shows me. Like, I just, wa- I just wanted to follow you around like a puppy. I was like, teach me stuff. Can I go to bars with you? You're cool. Like, I just felt like, didn't you feel like she knew everything? I didn't though, guys. I was so, I was intimidated by Joy because Joy had been in Thinner. (laughs) (laughs) And I had remembered like, like, oh, she was in like a movie. Like a big deal. You were the the I was 14, like six years before. That's amazing. So funny. I was so intimidated by your theater acumen. I was just like, wow, she keeps talking about all these plays and I've never seen any of those. (laughs) I don't know anything about musical theater. Like, cool. I felt like I, yeah, it's interesting thinking about it. I just felt like I had so much to learn from you guys. Weird. No, I told, I was the, I felt like what I had said before where I was just kind of terrified inside and just like, you know, looking at both of you and in, in on, like thought you were both so cool and so like with it. And so like, you were so stylish, Sophia. Yeah, so, oh my so gosh. With her no back blouses. Like Sophia had an oh, orange yeah. halter neck top. Yeah, that's that when was... cut t-shirts were cool. Oh, and that was a t-shirt that had been cut up by some girl in LA. And the neck was the armholes, you what? guys. It was like a men's <laughs> extra large t-shirt. And you'd like put the armholes on your neck. I felt so cool because yeah. a girl who was older than me in college, who was in my sorority, had like taken me to this t-shirt shop and I was like, this is cool. I'm an adult on TV. I should wear this in yeah. public and put my face through some guy's armpit <laughs> holes. Like, oh my God, it's so embarrassing. No, but you also were like the Pied Piper of all the dudes on the show with that shirt. Like I oh, remember yeah. a caravan Whoa. from the Riverview Suites to the Rhino Club up on market and just they were all following you like ducklings <laughs> it's just like that shirt's killing it we had watched I nip tuck see it. your episodes of nip tuck were airing and I we all really watched. watched them together and then we went because we were 21 and bonafide yeah. to a bar to celebrate we were like we're getting cocktails and greenberg played his guitar god bless greenberg being you know, in every so cool, man. dorm, so cool. there's that one guy with the guitar. Yep. Yeah. He was yeah. our guy. Was Greenberg. He was our guy. But not like, like Jake's character was not overly romantic. You know, those guys, there's always a guy with the guitar who really like, he's like, I'm the guy with the guitar. He's barefoot. <laughs> yeah. <you know. laughs> Green, Greenberg's not that guy. He was no. just always, always seemed so self-confident and just sort of yeah. in his own skin. He and, was just cool. And yeah. he was like covering Elliot Smith songs. That's right. Um, he yeah, was he was so good cool. for the like music recommendation. He had really cute friends. Like when we would come up to New York for MTV, Greenberg oh. would be like, "We're gonna meet some of my bros from NYU," and I was always like, "I'll come." Yeah. <laughs> that sounds so fun. Oh, oh God, I wish we'd been on I those trips. Say, I wish I'd hung out with you. I wish I hadn't been so afraid of everything that I had actually like gone out and hung out and done all that stuff. I was just like so terrified of. Thankfully, though, we have trips. God. Like yeah. trips forced us into that space. And season one, we had the hurricane. Yes, yes. chicken and waffles. Do <laughs> <laughs> you remember that? Place? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh 
god. It was like the spot. We all met up there, right? Yeah, it was yeah. like half of us went to one place Late and half night. of us went to the other place because it was like there's a hurricane and we all need to be in the same spot. So we went for chicken and waffles. Oh, yeah. Man. I mean the the hurricanes, that was something that was new for all of us. And so you take all these kids that are away from like home or just what they're used to for the first time. You start filming in September and then mm. hurricane season hits in October and we're yeah. all forced to like be grownups and deal with natural disasters <laughs> and also like be insane. on a national television show and then fly all over the country oh and do press. Gosh. By the way, remember when people oh were like, oh, are you stormproofing your windows? I was like, a what a who? Yeah. How do you do that? I don't know. I mean, I was still living above the bar, so. <laughs> stormproofing my windows. Yeah. The idea of like nailing boards into the wall. Like, like, I don't, I don't know how to do nail that. a picture frame into the wall, guys. Like, I'm pretty sure I can't start through my app. We'll be fine. Okay, so obviously now the world knows we were all so terrified to be at work and so deeply intimidated by and it's enamored good to with dispel each, each other. other. Oh my god! Like, but Joy, I'm so curious for you because you know. Hill, you had done the pilot mm -hmm. and then you came in to do these reshoots of the pilot. And then I came in and we all started working together right as soon as those, right as soon as those were done. But what was it like to have to reshoot some of those huge pilot scenes? Because some of them are easy, right? Like you're at Karen's Cafe. It's you, Chad and Moira. But then you had to do shots to match the, that huge oh, basketball yeah. scene, like the Lucas and Nathan face off that yeah. starts the show. Yeah. Was that insane? To have to do that? What was weird about it was that it, we, if I recall correctly, we didn't actually reshoot that riverfront scene. We were shooting a different basketball scene on the river court for another episode, oh. and they tacked my reactions <gasps> for the pilot onto that scene. So they did like inserts they of you just, and then edited them in? Yeah, exactly. They did a really good job. They, they did, did a really good job. I did not know yeah, that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's how they did it, though. If That's what I remember. That scene is so good. It really is. And, it's you know, so I, like good. as much as we are so, in, we, you know, we kept saying while we were watching it how impressed we were with James and how strong and intimidating and he was holding his yeah, own. He was 17 and, years old. And when like you guys did so that. attractive and captivating on screen. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they did a really good job because with, with these characters too, because I really was rooting for Lucas when I watched this pilot as yeah. much as I, and it's, it's a feat to have you sort of, you're attracted to the villain in a way, mm -hmm. but you're also rooting for the guy that's supposed to be the hero. Yeah. I mean, if they didn't, if they hadn't done that right, if they hadn't cast it right, shot it right, written it right, if those guys hadn't played it right, we probably wouldn't be sitting here today because that was that's that was the biggest moment yeah. in the pilot that I think brought people back, keep coming yeah. back. You know, James was so sinister in the pilot. Yeah, which watching now, I'm like. Uh, what? How did he do that? 17 blows my mind. At the time, we took it for granted. Right. like, you just expect everyone to show up and, yeah, you know, do their job. Do their job. Yeah. Watching it now, you know, he's not that far removed from my son's age, you know, which is, like, creepy. Wow. He's only six years older than Gus was at the time. Wow. And so, super impressive. But I remember them recasting your part. It had originally been a character named Reagan. It was played by Sam Shelton, who's an awesome actress. Great singer, mm -hmm. by the way, too. Great singer. Oh, Her and Zoe Deschanel yeah. had like a duo at I the time. I saw them. Oh. Yeah. And she was so cool and so fun. But when I was told that they were recasting her, it was specifically because they wanted Nathan and Haley to become a couple. And I remember I at the time, that. and Sam just I wasn't either. right for that. 
right? Yeah, yeah. Like those two didn't work because Sam was older than I was. So the jump from from James to me and then her to James was yeah, just like it's a different chemistry. Really different chemistry. And I remember thinking when they told me that, like, there's no fucking way that will work. Like <laughs> Nathan and Tudor girl? Like what? Because he was so like bad. bad. Yeah. He was so bad. Yeah. In my mind, there was no way to make it work. And so it's a real testament to James's work. Yeah. Being able to take Nathan from that dark place into like a beloved daddy figure. Yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah. And he he's so genuinely such a good solid guy that, that yeah. there was there was that was bound to come through. As Did well, you, know you know from the jump that they were gonna put you two together? No, I had no idea. Yeah. No, well, I, I never knew that. I didn't either. And by the way, it's because, I, I, I mean, I would think if I like click into a producer hat for a second, they wanted there to be that tension that existed in season one where all the fans, because we were piggybacking the end of Dawson's Creek, everyone wanted you and Lucas yeah. to be Pacey and Joey. Right. Yeah. Or to right. be Dawson and Joey. We were all Which expecting that. Dawson That's what Joey. I was expecting. I don't even know. Yeah. Yeah. We all thought you guys were maybe going to end up That's together. That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Me too. That did you first... guys never went there, did you? Ever? No, no. I mean, we... Such a strong choice. I don't think that ever... Well, we'll find out as we keep watching, because I honestly don't remember <laughs> most of the first season. I, I mean, I remembered those moments from the pilot, but um, no, we didn't have that kind of... We just... That chemistry wasn't there. It didn't exist. Mm. That know? really was a mm. good example of a male-female friendship that was yeah. earnest and like hard when it needed to be hard mm, yeah. and just kind of, yeah, we didn't really see a lot of that there where it didn't veer off into romantic territory. Yeah. There just wasn't sexual tension there for whatever reason. Mm. I, I don't know. But, but I think it gave. Although when chef walked into the room, <laughs> don't think we didn't clock that in Karen's cafe. <laughs> Your flustered little reaction. Oh, what are you doing? Oh God. Hello. Hello. Do you know, Paul, we were all having dinner at Deluxe, me, Paul, and Craig. And um, it See, was, while I was hanging here. out with the NYU boys, you were with the grown-ups. Yeah. You were having a fine time, Joy. <laughs> trying to figure Joy out where was, I fit Joy in. nailed it. We yeah. were idiots. No, this was years <laughs> later. Things. This is years later. Um, I don't know if he came back to the show or if it was before he left or something. It was years later. But I had kind of gotten over my crush with him. and you know. But we were at dinner and, and we're sitting there and... Just like Paul, a.k.a. Dan Scott, who I love very, very much, but who loves seeing people in awkward, uncomfortable situations. It's just pure comedy to him. And so true to P Paul, <laughs> we're all sitting at the table and he goes, hey, chef, you know, Joy had a massive crush on you. <laughs> oh, <no! laughs> He's like, she was in love with you. And my, I mean, I just turned like beat. <laughs> Craig just looked at me and I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not talk about it. Funny things we think when we're young. Well, so, I don't know what I made up. Oh, so you I, he, he is such a sweetheart, though. Like, what a great guy. Well, and we loved sweet. his daughter. Yeah. Like, yeah. He was a hot single dad. Yeah. And we would babysit his daughter, Willow. Yeah. You know what? I have to God, say, she was he cool was looking kid. out for us, too. Yeah. Like, he uh -huh. really was one of the ones that was the very few people that was was a good listener and would, would mm -hmm. wanted to hear how our experiences were, what we were mm -hmm. going through, um, would give advice freely. Like just mm -hmm. really, he really cared, you know, yeah. he and Paul were so special looking back on it. And I've told you guys this and yeah. I've, I've said it at conventions too, but for anybody who's never been able to hang out with us, when we shot 
when we started shooting the season, so we came back after this pilot episode, my parents came down to Wilmington to like move me into my apartment, like bring dishes, mm. all that kind of stuff. Like I was going into my dorm. Mm -hmm. We went out to dinner with James and his mom at like one of those, you know, riverfront restaurants. Yeah. And James was like, I mean, I, he had to have a chaperone cause he was still a kid. Yeah. And so it was almost like we were being set up to be buddies, you know? Yeah. And so I was like, okay, yeah, our parents are making us be friends because we're playing boyfriend, girlfriend. And <laughs> and then afterwards, I took my parents to that upstairs French bistro. Mm -hmm. um, what the hell was that place called? Caprice? Caprice? Yes. yes. And Paul showed up. And Paul is like so good at ordering wine. Paul is so oh, charming yeah. and he's so funny. And I think we were laughing. And at some point, like I laughed and like touched his knee and was like, oh, you old scamp, you know, like one of those moves. And my parents' mood changed. And we <laughs> left. And my parents were like, you are not dating him. Don't even think about it. <laughs> <laughs> and it had never occurred to me, but no. I was like, oh, oh, maybe I will do oh, that. Is one. that an option? Well, now <laughs> the world's opened up. But, but when so, you're all new, yeah, you it's know. also so funny to us because I mean, Joy had the 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 smart sights, I think. But I don't know. At least for me, like, and I I imagine as we've talked about it for you. I looked at Paul and Craig, like they were supposed to be playing our dads. I mean, meanwhile, like they're it, only yeah. like 15, 16 years exactly. older than us. <laughs> but at the time, because I still felt like such a little kid, it never occurred to me yeah. that they were not actually our parents' age. And so now, like, you you telling me that Jeff and Paul are the same age blew my mind. I was like, what? And when we watched the episode, you know, when I met Jeff, he was like, oh, I auditioned for that show. And I'm like, wait, what? And my husband, Jeffrey, yeah. auditioned for Sheffer's part. Oh, my God. Wow. And he was like, yeah, you know, I like the whole, like, gritty garage guy, you know, that, like, edgy <laughs> thing. Yes. So Joy was on to something, hey. you know. Hey. Yeah. Had well. El Jefe shown up in those tight <gasps> jeans that Chef was wearing. Can you imagine? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would have definitely had kids earlier. <laughs> <laughs> That's a totally different behind the scenes scandal. Oh my you know? god! It's so and by the way, the the wildness of you while we watched the pilot, like this would have actually been mind blowing because you talk about in that scene in the car where you stop and you like make the face at Chad. Oh yeah, you're like, oh, that's my kid staring back at me. It's like, weird. What if it had actually? What if Ew, that gross. was? I was like, Ew, oh my god, it would have been so crazy. Yeah, watch. You know. My son is probably going to be an actor. Like, he has already dived into directing stuff and really, really loves it. And I don't want him to do it until he has a real clear sense of who he is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because I was so, like, wishy-washy. And mm -hmm. I didn't grow up in the industry the way he has. You know, yeah. I was super green, from Virginia, you know didn't know anything about film work. Meanwhile, yeah. he's like a pro now. I still don't want him to do it till he's 18. Yeah, um, I feel that way about Maria. Too. Yeah, but to see my face, my child's face in a cheerleading uniform, I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, it's Gus just making those surly little faces and like super grumpy and very dramatic. I love it's, it. Yeah, it's weird. We were babies. It is I weird seeing it. like the kid and yourself. Yeah. I'm protective and, of it. Yeah. 
Well, and it, it makes me a little bit emotional. I mean, firstly, let me just say, on the subject of things we deserve, um, we all... Because we deserve, we deserve it. it. Um, I, you know, I, I'm proud of us for caring about each other enough to have, you know, been at this and be such fierce, you know, lovers of and defenders of each other for all these years. Yeah. And I'm... I love that we're doing this and we're, you know, taking back our joy mm -hmm. from a place that had so much of it, but also had not joyous experiences. And, and it's kind of wild because I feel that too. I feel so protective of you both and I feel protective of my young self and I feel so protective of Brooke Davis. Like she's a person, mm -hmm. like I get surly if anyone tries to come for her and then I have it also from Peyton and for <laughs> Haley. Yeah. Like I remember some like quote unquote fan on the internet, like, tr you know, tried to say why Peyton was a bad friend. And I was like, you don't know the first thing about what Peyton Sawyer did for Brooke Davis. And I was like, wow, this is an <laughs> irrational reaction that I'm having. Yeah. Um, this is not appropriate in any way, but I just, I don't know. It's, it, it's nostalgic and beautiful and, and intense a little to watch that pilot. Not so like full disclosure, I cried afterwards because mm. you watch it and like it, the, the sense memory is there. Like yeah. I remember what the river court smelled like yeah. next to the river in the middle of the night. I remember mm -hmm. like that humidity and also the smell of the lights, you mm. know, and there's just like such sense memory about it. And we had no idea in that moment that the thing that we were making at 20, 21 years old was going to be the thing that became like the cornerstone of our life. When people stop me in the grocery store, yeah. like every once in a while it's white collar or a Christmas movie or something, yeah. but 99% of the time it's this show. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it makes you think like, oh, maybe I would have made some different choices if I knew that this was going to live forever. There was no streaming oh. then. That's there was right. no, like, internet. You could just watch TV just on reruns. internet. Yeah. That was it. On Soap the Net, Network. Babe. That's right, which doesn't even exist anymore. Yeah. That was and it. We had no idea what was coming. Well, we didn't, yeah, we didn't know what was ahead in terms of the good or the bad of it. What was your favorite moment from the pilot? Um, as a viewer i feel like this is what we should yeah. do every every episode yeah, yeah, what yeah. was our favorite moment Ooh. just as a viewer yeah um oof. i That's... loved karen ripping down a new one yeah yes. in the car dealership because now that we're we're the age that moira was when we shot that like if my agent sent me those sides and was like hey do you want to do this show like, yes, uh -huh. <laughs> yes, I do. Thank you so much. Funny. Like it, she just, it was a great character. Mm. She knew exactly how to play the pissed off mama bear. Mm. Um, and it's fun to watch. It's fun to watch Moira. She's so, so good mm. and really scary, is. like yeah. a little scary. You yeah. want her on your team. Yeah. Yeah. I think probably just that, that, big game at the end on mm -hmm. the river court when yeah. the guys are facing off with each other that was the stakes were so heightened and um i think that and i and i do remember really loving uh this the image of 
the guy who was not Chad, but doing Chad stand in walking across, just bouncing the that, the, the yeah. iconic mm-hmm. image from the show. Van. Van walking across the bridge, bouncing Dribbling the basketball. The it was such a it was such great, brilliant imagery. Whoever came up with that shot, yeah. it's brilliant. I it like sticks in my head. And then um and then you and 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 um Chad at the railroad tracks always sticks in my head too. The yeah. you're you were so natural, you felt so comfortable in front of the camera, Hillary, and um there was like an instant I don't know that the chemistry between the two of you guys in that moment, mm-hmm. I felt it. And it, I remember that tugged at my heart instantly on the show. I was like, I think I'm in, I think I'm in on this show. Yeah. And, and, um, and then the ma- moment on the basketball court really tied it all up for me. Absolutely. I agree. I, that basketball scene is just so good. Cause you know what the stakes are mm-hmm. for these families and, and something about this sort of dynastic element of, who Dan Scott is. What does that word She's mean? She's smart. She went to space camp, you y'all. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But, but truly, the, the, this notion that this character of Dan Scott has a dynasty, essentially, yeah. in this small town. Uh, He's like a king. Yeah, right, okay. And and the element of, of what his hyper-masculine sort of patriarchal story is with this, you know, his progeny, his son who's, you know, next in line for the throne, and then this other kid who by no choice of his own is sort of stuck in this mess. And the woman who's been harmed by it playing his mother, like it's so good. And, and then you realize as these two boys essentially are in this gladiator battle that neither of them chose this Mm -hmm. and that it's going to affect them for the rest of their lives. I just remember thinking how elemental it felt. And, and I had that same moment of like, I'm, I'm in. Yeah. And I loved how it was constantly reinforced similarly the you know i couldn't relate to that family story but what i could relate to was being a part of a world but still feeling like an outsider in it yeah you know from the outside maybe i looked like i had it together or like you know yeah i was in this club or that club or did theater or seemed popular but i always i always felt more like peyton i always felt really uncomfortable uh sort of in the skin of that place you did a good job so because you Ooh. came in with brooke davis just like sub bitches Guns i'm here to win, you know and like it, like owned it but i had to be someone i couldn't relate to yeah and so I, that's actually what made it easier for me and and i always felt a little uncomfortable in a room uh of people who seemed like they had it all together and the moment that made me feel seen was the cutting back and forth, almost montage style in the scenes where Nathan's driving the school bus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And all the cool kids are partying and Peyton's a cool kid, but she's not there. And she's driving her car, listening to angsty music by herself. <laughs> and it's cutting back and forth between these two driving scenes. And, and Nathan almost drives into the train and you almost run Lucas over and everybody stops. And it, I don't know. That was the thing that made me feel seen. Yeah. And I was like, I, I've, I have felt that. I get that. What were you listening to in your car by yourself in high school? Oh, man. Ooh. I mean. Cheryl Crow, baby. Ooh, oh, who ended really? up coming on the show. Oh, yeah. that was totally geeked out with her. Um, and Billy Joel. Yeah. <laughs> Cheryl Crow. It's funny because I grew up listening to Motown with my mom uh-huh. and the Eagles with my dad. And then I got really into, I think just like being a kid who lived in LA, you know, it was the era of Tupac and the Tupac and Biggie battle. And then I was a senior in high school when Chronic 2001 came out and I was like, Dr. Dre is the coolest. So I was just like 
this, you know, really gangly little white girl who loved rap. That's yeah. Um, what about you, Hill? What were you yeah. listening to? I wasn't allowed to listen to modern music, really. And so I, you know, with Peyton and all her dumb vinyl, you know, that was like <laughs> who I was. The only music I could get was what we could check out at the library because I didn't have necessarily money growing up to go and buy CDs or yeah. tapes or whatever. Yeah. So we checked out stuff from the Sterling Public Library. <laughs> and I remember getting like my Culture Club albums. Like I was obsessed with Boy George. Mm. I was so obsessed with androgyny mm-hmm. and like David sexuality, Annie yeah. Lennox, Boy George, David Bowie. Melissa Etheridge. Girl, I was on Ooh. a real gender bender kick. Mm-hmm. And so Peyton coming in with a lot of masculine energy felt like yeah. good to me. Mm-hmm. I was like, this chick can kiss anybody she wants. Yeah. This will be great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is something that a lot of the fan base has picked up on. You know, yeah, like there is yeah. a large part of the fan base that's like Peyton's gay, right? <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know. No, There's still time, guys. <laughs> 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 you know? Life is long. Um, so yeah, that was, you know, what was fun for me. I would mm-hmm. love to know where all those records ended up. Yeah. Scattered too. to the wind. I'm sure. I know. I stole some things home. for you from set when we uh, wrapped yeah, up, did. but they'd packed those records up by then. And I was <laughs> pretty pissed about it. Them? <laughs> I was like, where did they go? Yeah. Friends, is there anything better than a clean and fresh smelling home? I don't think so. I don't think there is. No, no. <laughs> oh, that feeling just walking in the door and it's like... My life is okay. I'm not a total disaster. Like, yeah. <laughs> I really feel better about myself when my house is clean. And I think the best way to achieve that relaxing feeling of a clean home, Clorox Sentiva. Clorox Sentiva provides a powerful clean with refreshing scents. And you can find your home's signature scent. It might be coconut, grapefruit, lavender. There is a scent for every vibe. Oh, it's grapefruit for me all the way. Lavender for me. Friends, transform your home into an oasis. With a powerful, clean, and refreshing scent, Clorox Sentiva cleans like Clorox and feels like confidence. Get yours now at a retail store near you. Listen, you guys, I'm I'm obsessed, and I just never really saw it coming. What are you obsessed with? I don't with? obsess over things, but I am obsessed with Skims. Oh, I was wearing this yesterday, my cotton jersey t-shirt from Skims. They're so soft, and they hug my body in such a comfortable way that I don't feel like I'm strapped in like it's all really breathable but it's it's very flattering it's really cute but it's a nice fabric so it feels like I can throw it on with sweats or with a kind of a fancy skirt and go upscale at night there's something about this t-shirt that's really versatile I love it from cropped silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees there is a style for everyone literally Mm -hmm. everyone skims makes the best basics and foundations you're going to become one of those ladies where you open up the drawer, you open the cabinets, it. and it's all the same shirt just over it's and over and over uniform. <laughs> shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes XXS to 4X. Now, if you haven't yet, be sure to let them know that we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Nothing is more fun for me than decorating, whether it's like I've moved, I have to go on location somewhere, or my friends are moving. I just want to design people's houses. (laughs) It's happy. And you know, like a place goes from just being, you know, like a box you live into a home. Only Wayfair has everything you need to bring that Mm. vision to life. I can attest to this personally. I am on this site all the time finding amazing things for my home. 
Wayfair is the place to shop for everything home from sofas and beds to dining sets and decor. No matter your style or budget, there is a Waberhood in every zip code brought to life by everyone who makes their home truly their own with Wayfair. A huge selection of home goods ranging from appliances and area rugs to beds and wall art. Everything you need for your living room, outdoor areas, bedroom, and more, Wayfair makes it easy. With fast and free shipping, even on the big stuff, and they'll even help you set it up. Every style is welcome in the Waberhood. Visit Wayfair.com or get the Wayfair mobile app. That's W-A-Y-F-A-I-R.com. Wayfair. Every style, every home. I know there's a couple folks out there that don't know what they're doing for this summer yet. Um, So we have that solved for you. We figured it out. You are going to go to CheapCaribbean.com to find deals on all your favorite all-inclusive destinations, and you're going to spend your summer in paradise. Yeah, guys, come on. Take a break. You work hard. Everybody's working so hard. Mm. Swim up to the bar in Punta Cana or sit with your toes in the sand on the shores of Cancun. You can score an extra $175 off site-wide vacations of four nights or more now through June 3rd. Summer is going to be here before you know it. So do your deal and find vacays in your price range at CheapCaribbean.com. That's CheapCaribbean.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small, and when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. So therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. Yeah. I've had um, plenty of times in my life and seasons where I have needed a safe space where I could just uh, know that there was no judgment. I could just sort of dump out whatever I was thinking. And sometimes mm-hmm. even just hearing myself say things out loud made it mm-hmm. easier to go, wait a second, actually, I don't believe that. Why am I carrying that narrative around in my brain? But yeah. it doesn't always feel easy to say that kind of stuff to friends or people you're in relationship with. So I love therapy for that reason and many more. I do too. I totally agree, especially because therapy is a dedicated chunk of time. Like for me, it's an hour a week where I really focus on my self-care. It's like, I think of it as a, you know, gym for my brain and my heart. And it's so important Mm. to take care of yourself in that way. And like you said, Joy, you can't always unburden on your friends. And I think a lot of us sometimes don't talk about what's going on with us because we feel guilty asking somebody to help us work through something, but that's literally a therapist's job. And I think that's why it works so well. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com drama today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot drama. Do you love witty sarcasm and talking fast? And are you longing to return to Stars Hollow for one more trip to Kim's Antiques or just to pick up a few things at Dozie's Market? Is an overnight stay at the Dragonfly Inn on your list of plans for a getaway? Is a burger from Luke's Diner on the menu for tonight? This is Scott Patterson. I was Luke Danes for 153 episodes and in four Netflix movies. I am all in an iHeartRadio podcast. Come hang with us. We're re-watching together. We're visiting... With all our favorite cast and crew members, we talk fast. We've got a lot to say. Listen to I Am All In wherever you listen to podcasts. Ladies. 
ladies and gentlemen, it's time for most likely to. <laughs> uh, okay, so we're going to try and do this at the end of every episode. Who's most likely to, um, uh, you know, like in high school, like in your high school, maybe you had this in your yearbook. We should ask the fans what their most likely to's were so we can get some ideas. Oh, I like that idea. Mm-hmm. I like that idea. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like in most yearbooks, like the, the, the one I hear about a lot is most likely to succeed. Yeah. Um, are there others that you'd prefer to explore? No, I mean, or? I think this idea of success in this first episode is such a major point because yeah. obviously on paper, Dan Scott is most likely to succeed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But as we know. That doesn't happen. That's the malarkey. Yeah, mm. that's right. Who do we feel like who's most likely really to succeed? succeeded in this world? And well, I guess define success, right? Yeah. In high school, Typically, most likely to succeed means the person who's going to, what, make the most money or yeah. build the biggest business in that way? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there's different definitions to success. It's like not the kid joining Peace Corps. You know what I mean? Right. And but now it we're like, be. it should be the kid joining Peace Corps. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, Karen has raised a child who loves her. And yeah. I think as, like, adults now, we realize that how is rare that can be sometimes. Success. Yeah. 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 I mean, a kid that communicates with you and loves you yeah. and lets you into their world is a big deal. Someone with a strong moral character who you can drop into any scenario and they're going to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's yeah. massive success for sure. I think most likely to succeed is Barry Corbin a little <laughs> bit, who plays Coach Whitey, who by when we were shooting One Tree Hill, had been in more television shows and movies. Like the length of Barry's yes. career yes, insane. is nuts. And like just dropped into this world of freaking teenagers <laughs> and was like, guess I'm going to own this. <laughs> <laughs> and for those of you who don't know, no one had yeah. a better time in Wilmington than Barry Corbin. Oh, yeah. Good God. We should try and get him to come, come in and chat with us. <laughs> okay. time. I would what love What I would that. give to hear Barry's stories. Well, because he just watched us. Uh-huh. And like enjoyed that. Like yep. <laughs> <laughs> the way he watches the cattle just oh. moving along. Isn't that interesting what's happening over there? Yeah. Um, okay, I, I'm gonna say I think my vote for most likely to succeed in this episode is gonna be Mouth. I think watching him <gasps> no. on the river court do his thing, he was so driven and focused, and it really set the set the uh the tone mm-hmm. for him as a character throughout the rest of the series. Everything that he was always driving at, he provided so much ammunition and and uh, fuel for so many different storylines. Mm-hmm. And um, he was just always always chasing a dream, you know. And yeah. I love that about him. Yeah, that's my vote. He brought a lot of energy. What about you? Oh man, I was really like, you're right. It's Karen. That's the way to go. And now I'm like, oh, but mouth. I, I'm so bad at this. I've never been able to pick a thing. I I don't know. I I think. It's funny because then I also Haley, have- excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, something in my really, throat. So, so weird. Um, <laughs> well, that, yes, and obviously, sure, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. She's brilliant, <laughs> but like the the pilot feels very set up to give Lucas, who's always been the outcast, his first taste of success. Mm-hmm. Like that boy, yeah. gets mm-hmm. his first win in the pilot, mm-hmm. and I, and I think. What they set up is the audience curiosity as to whether or not he's going to be able to hold on to it. Like Mm -hmm. you come back to see which of them gets the ball next time. And that I think is a really brilliant device. I'm going to say the most likely to succeed for me is the town of Wilmington. Oh, because Mm. this show was such a love letter 
to that mm-hmm. town. Yeah. The way it's shot is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And it has set up like a tourism industry that has, you yeah. know, yeah. surpassed anything I think anyone ever expected. Mm-hmm. And like Dawson's didn't take place in North Carolina. They were like cheating Cape Cod, I guess. Oh, for that's right. That's right. Wilmington for Cape Cod. And so I think Wilmington came out such a winner. You yeah. took this to such another level, Hillary. It's a metaphor, yeah. y'all. It's a metaphor. This is why she should be running the film commission. That's right. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Yo, I don't join clubs anymore. We're, we're clubbed <laughs> out. Um, the drama queen club is the only one I'm a part of anymore. <laughs> drama queen, drama queen, drama queen. Mm-hmm. Yep, um, so next week, we have episode 102, The Places You Have Come to Fear the Most. Mm-hmm. That sounds done. dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> it's because I'm showing up yeah. like a hellion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and my bad hair. Oh, please. Yep. That was Dip a it. bad haircut. It Dip was it. so cool then. But good God, I just, I wish we'd had one advisor. Yeah. Oh, female executive. We needed comes a female back to executive. Hair. Yeah. It all comes back to hair. <laughs> yeah, I'm into it. All right, y'all better watch the episode because we're going to have some things to say. Right. Sophia and her hot little bod show up. <laughs> and it's Travel <laughs> City. We can't wait to see you guys next week. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a good night, Bye. y'all. Bye. We're all about that high school drama girl, drama girl, all about them high school queens. We'll take you for a ride in our comic girl. Drama girl. Cheering for the right team. Drama queen, drama queen. Smart girl, rough girl, fashion but you're tough girl. You could sit with us, girl. Drama queen, drama queen, drama queens. Drama, drama queens, drama queens. I know there's a couple folks out there that don't know what they're doing for this summer yet. Um, so we have that solved for you. We figured it out. You are going to go to CheapCaribbean.com to find deals on all your favorite, all-inclusive destinations, and you're going to spend your summer in paradise. Yeah, guys, come on. Take a break. You work hard. Everybody's working so hard. Mm. Swim up to the bar in Punta Cana or sit with your toes in the sand on the shores of Cancun. You can score an extra $175 off site-wide vacations of four nights or more now through June 3rd. Summer is going to be here before you know it. So do your deal and find vacays in your price range at CheapCaribbean.com. That's CheapCaribbean.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Boy, I've spent definitely a significant amount of time in therapy in my life. And I think there's just so many layers to life that can be hard to navigate. And having somebody there to just talk through things really makes, makes the days easier sometimes. It's a simple truth, no matter who you are. Mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. You guys... Have you heard about Squarespace? You must have, because I talk about it all the time. Their website has helped me with my businesses, but it will also help you grow your business. And it really does take the guesswork out of building a website. They have so many helpful and amazing tools, product features, and they make it so user-friendly. Now, one of our favorite product features is the Fluid Engine. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. 
Start with a best-in-class website template and then customize every design detail with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. Stretch your imagination online with Fluid Engine, built in and ready to go on any new Squarespace site. Go to squarespace.com drama for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, use offer code drama to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. In Puerto Rico, if you can hear the music, you're invited to the party. Sometimes it's salsa, sometimes it's plena, sometimes it's reggaeton. No matter what rhythm is calling to you, when you hear it, it is always time to dance. In Puerto Rico, you can't step outside without hearing music because music is life there. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Is it hoarding if it's boots? I don't think so. A woman can never have too many pairs of boots. It's the perfect gift for your loved ones and for yourself. So this festival and concert season is all about boots. Everybody has to show up in style. And Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert with all your friends. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break in period. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tacovas.com. That's T E C O V A S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. 